Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. The CFL, of course, has been trying to figure out how to hold a season this year, trying to figure out what it can do to get games in because maybe more, well, not even maybe, more than other leagues, it is it needs to play. I think that's the consensus. It needs to play. Just being away for a year, who knows what that does to the league. But... By the same token, it can't play really without crowds, at least not very well, because it doesn't have the TV money to be able to do that. I want to bring in Rod Peterson. He's a longtime play-by-play voice of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. He is now the host of the Rod Peterson Show. You can hear at rodpeterson.com. He joins me. Rod, how are you today? Hello, hello, Rod. Hey, Scott, how you doing, buddy? Hey, good I'm to hear great. From you. Good. I should I should mention, by the way, that uh, we're on Game Plus Television uh, Network across Canada in over a million homes as of the last week. So uh, we've had some viewers in the Hamilton region today be talking about CFL with us because it is uh, the number one topic, I at least in our world right now. Well, you know, look, I, I applaud the CFL for trying to be proactive and trying to figure out how to play and trying to figure out a way that can work to get games on the field, although I'm not entirely sure I'm fully on board with the latest proposal, but I'll hear from you. Um, Let's break this down bit by bit. Their first idea is a six-game regular season. Is there there any credibility in a six-game regular season, or does it matter if there's credibility now? We just got to get on the field. You know what? It's uh, I'm going to go back to how you started this interview where you said the CFL has to play games. That's what starts. They have to play games. And I think everybody has an opinion on this across the country. Millions of CFL fans are millions of uh, opinions. With all the stakeholders have different ideas as to how this could go. I mean, two to three months ago, they thought a minimum amount of games was eight. Now it's six. I don't think anybody cares with where we're at uh, because with the other leagues, I don't even want to talk about the NHL, the NBA, the NFL, their business model. It's completely different to the CFL. You said it. They have to play games. The CFL has to play games, Scott. And Or, or what, Rod? Or what? Oh, you know what it is. There's a very good chance that they're going to go out of business. That's a fact. I mean, when the Saskatchewan Rough Riders hold a news conference 10 days ago to state, if there's no season, they're going to be bankrupt by the end of September. That's the or. And the private owners, Bob Young, whom everybody loves, even people that don't like the Ticats love Bob Young. At some point, Bob's going to be tired of underwriting losses. David Braley, too. So the missing piece in all this is where is the revenue going to come from? And, you know, there's the, there's the TV link with the broadcast rights from TSN. But the proposal that went to the players last week had the key line in it that Ottawa needs to foot the tab, or should fit the tab for this, the federal government. If that doesn't happen, Scott, there will be no season, and I fear there will be no CFL. The numbers just, they're right in front of our face. And, you know, that's an interesting point, because the fact that the CFL is coming with these ideas and coming forward with a, a, you know, a, a game plan, perhaps, that they could do, that's been one of the big questions. Can they plummet ahead with this or plunge ahead with this if that $30 million minimum, because we know Randy Ambrosi, the commissioner, went to Parliament uh, Committee a number of months ago and said, we need $30 million right away and then $150 million. It, It's your belief that they can come up with all the plans they want, but if that money doesn't come from the government, none of this takes place. Bingo. That, that's exactly what it is. And, you know, I was, I've been on stations across the country. Hosts are asking me, what's the ask? 
now compared to Ambrosi's initial 150 million. I don't know what the ask is now. I'm hearing that it is four to five. I just heard this morning four to five million per team to get playing this year, um, and then you're hoping that the TSN television revenue will help out as well. This, you know, it's interesting when Solomon Elamian came out, the president of the Players Association last week, and said everybody's being paid but the players. I don't know how that resonated with everybody else. That was a slap in the face to me going, whoa, this is wrong. It's wrong, Scott, and I think you would agree. The players are the people that we pay to play, sorry, pay to see. Why are they not being paid at this time? But apparently this asks for Ottawa, a portion of which will go to the players, which it should, but there's got to be some revenue for the teams. And, and they're, you know, they're also saying six games. Maybe by late October into November, we are in a place where we could open up stadiums and have up to 50% capacity. The Western Hockey League out here in Western Canada is doing exactly that, planning on playing to 50% capacity in arenas by October the 2nd. I don't know what's happening in the OHL. So a lot is up in the air, but I think it's important to point out, you and I haven't talked about this yet, July 23rd is the deadline the league has imposed for the players to basically agree to this initial set of um, conditions to play then they have, they have to agree to it. It's got to be ratified. Health and safety protocols need to be followed. We're, we're a long ways away from being out of the woods. Well, and then, you know, we, as I say, Randy Ambrosi went to Parliament Hill to make that pitch, and I can't even remember. Was it two months ago now? It's got to be close to two months ago yeah. that that pitch was made. And maybe you've heard something, but it seems like it's complete radio silence from both sides since then. And I don't know what that means. I don't know if, you know, sometimes no news is good news and sometimes no news means no news in this case, which would be terrible news. I I don't know how to read this. Well, the people that I'm talking to are staff of teams and information flows downhill, as you know. So when I broke the news last week that Winnipeg was the preferred hub in this uh, hub city concept, I believe that to be the case. The CFL just wasn't in a position to announce it yet. They've had, I believe, their meetings with government, and the CFL teams feel they will be getting federal funding. To what degree, they don't know. They don't think they're going to get as much as was asked for initially by Ambrosi, but at least Randy backed off and said, look, that was a worst-case scenario situation, absolute worst case, potentially the federal government funding this league for two years if we don't play. For Ottawa to stroke a check for them to get on the field this year would be significantly less than that. And that's what the teams think that they're going to get. So the meetings have been going on. I don't like the fact it's been radio silence either. But I know this, Scott. When I talk to coaches and staff members, they don't lie. <laughs> so they're kind of passing along the information that they're getting. And I'm kind of reporting it from there. So I'll say it again. The meetings have been going on. Uh, it hasn't been reported on other than guys like Farhan Lalji and, and Justin Duncan doing a great Dave Naylor. But this is where we're at. It seems today seems like the closest we've been, or maybe the last couple of days, to there you know, being some concrete news that the league's going to play. And this is how it's going to be funded, by Ottawa. Because I knew if Justin Trudeau wasn't paying for it, it wasn't happening. The, league, the teams don't have the money to pull this off on their own right now. There, okay, so let, let's say for a second that the federal government does decide to jump in and does decide to fund it. There is a second part of this that still becomes very problematic. 
And that is this, I believe what, what's the minimum wage of the low, the, the entry is like 65,000, give yep. or take 70,000 in the CFL. The average, average is 95,000. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Even 95,000, let's say, let's round it down to 90. Cause my math is not sufficient enough to be able to break it into such, you know, complicated things. 90,000, six games is a third of a season. They're talking about prorated salaries. We, we see major league baseball players who are making millions of dollars say playing baseball, which is not nearly as face to face and breathing on each other is not worth it for me. Are you going to see CFL players saying I'm willing to risk everything to come up here or to come wherever I'm from for $30,000? Well, the gamble is that there will be. And the difference, of course, in major league baseball, the big four, if you will, right? NFL, NHL, MLB, and NBA. One of the biggest reasons that they're not playing, some that are opting out, is they have money in the bank. You don't That's see true. them openly tweeting the commissioner of their league saying, come on, can we get a decision? i got to make a decision in my life. You're seeing that with tons of CFL players, Scott. They need to play. They need the money. And I don't know if this is going to happen or not. I'm just telling you what I'm hearing. But that when they're ready to roll this out, two things are going to happen. One, it'll be sold from a government level that, the CFL is an iconic Canadian institution that accounts for $1.3 billion in economic spinoff a year, employs 1,000 people, all of that. I think that should be enough for your average Canadian that knows about the CFL and that it's worth saving. Two, the commissioner is going to say, whether it's publicly or privately to the players, where are you going to go that for six weeks you're going to be able to make $30,000? And you, when you frame it that way, there's not too many players, and we're talking about players here. We're talking about men in their young, in their early twenties. Um, they're going the CFL is banking that there will be players that will want to play. If you want to opt out, that's fine. That's what all the leagues are doing. Nobody's gonna hold it against you. You're not gonna have a year of your contract burnt. But for the players that do want to play, we're gonna play, and that's what I think is coming down the pipe in a best case scenario for the CFL. Because going back to it, if the players don't agree. And if there's a outbreak in certain CFL markets, everything goes down. They're talking about it in the NHL right now, Scott. Like, what if one whole team is ravaged with an outbreak in the National Hockey League here in the next month? Do they forfeit their series in the playoffs? That's probably what's going to happen. So this is where we sit today. I would say it's all subject to change even by the end of the week, maybe even tomorrow. Uh, yeah, you know, and just on that totally off track, I, I'm predicting that right now because everybody who's a Toronto Maple Leaf fan has lived through so many bad years. The Leafs are going to make it to the Stanley Cup Finals this year mm. and then have to forfeit because they have a COVID outbreak just to torment their fans for another few years. That, that's what's, that would, I'm predicting that right now. That would be right on script, wouldn't it? Right on brand, as they say. Yes, and the team that will win by forfeit then will be the Montreal Canadiens to make things even make things even worse. That would be what would happen. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. Do you believe that? Okay, so the CFL puts forward the six game season. I'm not sure. I get your point for sure about the business side of this and the necessity of this. I'm not sure that the CFL is really caring at this point whether people see it as credible or not. They've just got to no. create some kind of schedule. D- does that matter? Do you, first of all, do you think it will be credible, but does that even matter? Well, Major League Baseball is playing 60 games. On what Which planet is, is that equal. credible? Yeah, no, it's equal. That's, that's equally ridiculous in its own right. way. But they 
for their own reasons, want to play. The Major League Baseball has completely bungled this from the get-go, but at least they've opened training camps. Believe me, we're all watching that very closely. I think history will show that if the CFL is able to play a six-game season, have an eight-team playoff, which is what they're talking about, we might look back in the years ahead and laugh and say, can, they, can you believe they pulled it off? Credibility is not... I don't think they care anymore, Scott. The, the, the push has come to show. I don't think anybody thought we would get to this point. And secondly, Braley said it on Vancouver Radio a couple weeks ago. I can't continue to pay people to do nothing. They need players playing, coaches coaching, and get going. So, I, And I, I agree with that. If it's six games, I've heard this a lot from people, uh, some CFL football is better than no CFL football. I, I, to be honest, the, uh, the thought of wiping out the season – it becomes the next conversation. What's the next CFL? Can it survive? And I just don't think it can based on the numbers without federal government input. And I think the taxpayer is only going to be able to be willing to subsidize the CFL so far. I mean, this news has been out since Thursday that Ottawa is going to pick up the tab for the CFL, and I haven't heard a whimper of complaint yet. I don't think they want to spend much more. Perhaps I'm being picayune here too, but I, I'm looking at the idea of eight of the nine teams making the playoffs. Why not just let everybody in and, and you know, make it a nice 2020, everybody gets a participant medal. And, you know, the first, the team that finishes first, they get a buy. But you know what's going to happen. The, the one team that misses out on this, the entire front office is going to be obliterated because how could you possibly be bad enough to be the one team that doesn't make the playoffs? I know, but they're borrowing from the NHL playbook where they're putting 24 teams in the playoffs, uh, yeah. which is wrong. And then they made the draft eligible for the number one pick to, what, 20, 23 teams were eligible for the number one pick. And that blew up in their face. This could very well happen to the CFL. But you know what happens, Scott, when you try to please everybody? You please nobody. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah, I, I, I get why you want to have... Okay, so here's the thing. I understand why you want to have more teams in a theoretical CFL season because there haven't been a lot of games, and you're absolutely right. You're hoping and praying that you can extend this thing long enough that maybe by some point COVID takes a break and we can say, hey, fans, you're welcome to come in the stands, and this thing then you can make some of your money back. I, I understand that. I just don't understand then why you don't say, hey, everybody gets in because, look, in this circumstance – one team is going to be taking a really bad financial pounding and making it a really, really bad financial pounding. Why not just throw the gates open and say, here, help yourself? Well, you know what? That, honestly, that is, the, that is the best case scenario. That's actually a lot more palatable to me than people saying, why not just scrap it all together? Which I have heard with the NHL, just from people on the street, from fans, saying, are you going to actually watch these games when they start August 1st? How big of a hockey fan are you? Let's just scrap it. I would say this, Scott, you've been able to continue working through the pandemic, as have I, or any essential workers, grocery store workers. Let's go to somebody and say, let's just cancel your job for a year. It becomes a lot less palatable to them, right? So I think we have to be very careful of whose opinions we're listening to here right now, because the players and coaches and the people that's livelihoods are at stake for CFL football is very important to them. And I get it. And I also think this. University football, university sports, actually, just pulled the pin at the first sign of trouble. It's been almost a month since they made that decision. Yep. Oh, here at the Canada West Conference. At least. OUA2, yep. Yeah, Randy Ambrosi is moving mountains to get them onto the field this year. And that includes assembling a return to Blake committee, a medical committee, 
bringing together disease experts, epidemiologists, all of that Randy Ambrosi has done. At the very least, if this doesn't work, he's going to look, look, look at, at least look in the mirror and say, I've done every possible thing I could think of to play, and we couldn't. I don't think anybody could argue with that. It is uh, it is going to be very interesting how they manage to uh, yeah. how they manage to sort this out and whether they're able to sort this out. Uh, Rod Peterson, you can catch his show again, rodpeterson.com. And where was the other place they can find it? Game Plus TV Network. It's available on Kochi Co Cable and Rogers uh, through Ontario. Game Plus Television. Check your local listings there you go i've always wanted to say that check your local list yeah, i've always wanted to say stop the presses and check your local listings those two things i almost got to do a stop the presses once someday I i'll bet. tell the story but um rod thanks for the time always appreciate it thanks for the call scott that is uh, rod peterson from saskatchewan from regina from the beating heart of the cfl look out there there's no question that they're dying for the CFL to get going for two reasons. One, because they love the league. Two, because it's a publicly owned team. And as you said, uh, money is beginning to run out. They're paying staff. They don't have a deep-pocketed individual owner who can say, well, I'll keep it going for a while here. But yeah, you're you're. this is a really interesting time for the CFL. And not interesting in a good way. Because... You, it is very clear at this point now, it seems anyway, that this league is essentially completely reliant on the federal government coming forward with some kind of payout to keep this league going this year. They cannot rely just on TV money. They don't have that. You can't put people in the stands. So you're, you're talking about millions of dollars in losses. Well, some of the teams, if the owners were so inclined, some of the teams could make it work. I, I'm not telling Bob Young how to spend his money. Bob Young's money is Bob Young's money. And I'm not here to tell him, hey, you should have no fears or worries or compunctions about losing millions. No, that's his money. But if he wanted to, he probably could, but some teams can't. So you need to have some infusion of cash. Here's where this becomes a real problem. Randy Ambrosi goes to parliament, goes to the committee and makes his pitch, which by the way, was pretty widely seen as a disastrous pitch. The fact that he didn't have a player or someone from the Players Association sitting beside him, on and on and on. So now you've got the federal government that has spent money. Well, you know how much. I don't have to tell you how much money the federal government has spent in the last number of months on programs and buyouts and CERBs and all the rest of the stuff. Keep in mind, our anticipated, I think it's, is it tomorrow or next week we're expecting a financial update? We're going to find a little bit more but our expected federal deficit is now going to be over a trillion dollars with a T. If the federal government throws a hundred million dollars, let's say at the CFL, how does every other league that operates here, maybe not the NHL, but the basketball league, the Canadian elite basketball league and the soccer league that is now playing here and every other league and sports organization. And then once they're done, every arts organization, every symphony orchestra, every art gallery, how does everybody not come and say, wait a second, you gave them millions. Now you got to give now. And where does that money add up to? How much does that add up to? So I'm not, I, I am certainly not arguing against the CFL surviving. I'm not even arguing against the government doing something to help them. I'm not sure I'm wanting 150 million, but I, I, I just don't know how you do it and satisfy one contingent 
and not freak out every other contingent in society. And one thing we know, politicians make decisions for politics. Are we going to fix one problem and create 25 more? Is that worth it to us politically? That's the decision that's going to have to be made. And if that decision comes back as a, uh, this league is in a lot of trouble by the sounds of it. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.